Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's a new school year. And this year, the average American household will spend $864 on back-to-school shopping. 40% higher than before the pandemic. Like everything else that costs more... Parents can blame inflation. It's beyond the basics. Tape is up almost 70%. Glue, 30%. Sneakers, 12%. And backpacks, up 2%. 2% backpack. Almost half again more than it was pre-pandemic. That's a lot. 40%? That's unbelievable. I I don't remember what stuff used to cost. I don't why is tape up so much? But like I bought, I bought just some paper for the printer and uh, a lock for his locker and just some stuff like that. And it was crazy how much it cost when I got up there to pay for it. Yeah. Just everything is so much more expensive. Seriously though, tape? What is 3M gouging us now or what? What? Well, I can't think. Is chemicals from China? Or? It's called inflation. Well, yeah, no, but why would tape be up that much? Mm. It's crazy. Of course, what I know about tape is nothing other than it's sticky on one side generally and not sticky on the other. Unless you got your double-sided tape, which is a miracle that of science. That is the greatest. I love that oh, stuff. Wow, I salute whoever invented that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I had another point on inflation. Eh, it doesn't matter. I got all sorts of points. Drivel, blah, blah, blah. Let's get the second half of that report, Michael. It's not just parents feeling the pain. We can't keep up with the increase in prices. 
Daniel Solo has owned this school supply store in Queens, New York for 20 years. He says trying to keep up with rising prices makes it hard to not pass that cost down to the consumer. I am not going to raise the price on what I already have in the store, so I'm going to absorb that. When is the reckoning coming due on inflation? I don't think we've had it yet. You've got the reports out there of people maxing out credit cards. We're getting close. That's how people have been dealing with it. I think there are some drastic lifestyle changes coming that we've been putting off, pretending eh, we'll just, I'll, I'll just keep living like I was living before. Like It seems to me like restaurants are still as full as they used to be and that sort of thing. I know we are driving less. Yeah. yeah. Judy and I actually went out for sushi last night. I had a little date night. That's and, the uh, fish? Yes, it's a Japanese food often involving fish, yes. Uh, and the service was great, really good. But everybody working there had a strange resemblance to each other. I think it was a family thing. <laughs> what? But it was So, Joe Getty going with, they all look alike to me at a Japanese restaurant. No, no, I'm telling you, they were relatives. Um... And that's like the only kind of business where you get really good service right now, except for like In-N-Out and Chick-fil-A, which are just miracles of efficiency and American uh, go get to a ifness or something. But what's your uh, anecdotal uh, evidence on restaurants? They don't seem like they're slowing down to me in terms of how busy they are. Um, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and just, mm, I was going to say spending money in general, but... It depends what sector you're talking about. Uh, recreational stuff like boats and golf club memberships and everything is cooling off. Yeah, and I wonder if it's just I wonder if it's just shifted. We had the story a week or so ago that people that used to go to high end restaurants are now eating your Applebee's and IHOPs. So maybe Applebee's and IHOPs. I don't go to high end restaurants hardly ever. Although I was at a very high end restaurant in L.A. a couple weeks ago, and I got in a uh, lucky to get in reservation at ten thirty at night because it was so packed, but. That, wow. that might be a different crowd that doesn't worry about money. I don't. I can't think of the last time I was awake at ten thirty at night. That's pretty late to eat, and it was packed. It was crazy jam packed. Wow, that lifestyle is so not. Mine. I know. I know. It's it very. I hadn't done anything like that in decades. Really, didn't make you feel all fancy and sophisticated. It kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. A little pricey. There's nothing wrong with that. Food was pretty great. Yeah. Um. The review of it was. It's called Bestia. In Los Angeles. And the Very review, fancy. And I read a lot of reviews. One of the reviews, there are restaurants, and then there's Bestia. That's how it started. I thought, this oh, is, that's the place I got to go, right? That's off-putting. That, that kind See, of I just annoying threw up. talk. I, know. I just threw up, not from the restaurant, but from the review. <laughs> now, that's ironic. <laughs> anyway, um, so if people from certain, you know, like your Morton's restaurants are now going to Applebee's IHOP, I know I've changed, so I might be spending the same amount of money, but or, or or eating out as often, but it's a different kind of place. And I order differently. I don't I don't I don't order the same way anymore. So maybe that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But I do well, think we have a reckoning coming when people's school back in session, and you start buying all this back to school stuff and everything else that goes on, and uh, you just take I'm I'm done. I'm done. No more eating out. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I said earlier we were talking about uh, the situation with China and Taiwan and all, and I don't have the slightest idea where it's going to be in six months, and I, I fear that uh, any rosy predictions are are naive. Uh, the economic stuff you're talking about, the uh, adjustments in lifestyle and 
and uh, inflation and, you know, speaking of China, our relationship with China economically and the rest of it, I have no idea what's going to happen in six months. Oh, the housing market. They, the uh, National Association of Realtors just announced that uh, housing uh, sales had cooled off for the sixth month in a row, I think, and housing starts are down. Uh, so the cooling off of the housing market, the raising of interest rates, the stuff the Fed is doing, uh, where we are in six months, I can't even guess. Not to no. mention the spicy, spicy politics. Neither can anybody else. I forget who I was reading yesterday who said, I I don't know if we're about to experience the most unforeseen economic result of my lifetime or or not, basically what they said. Uh, yeah, there are just so many weird things going on. Record this, record that. Some of it good, some of it horrible. I mean, we got record low unemployment. Yeah. Record high inflation. Record number of jobs unfilled. How does that work? Right. How do you have record low unemployment and record empty jobs? What's going on there? Labor participation rate is part of it. Yeah, I've talked about the whole sitter situation. Wall Street Journal had a good article about that several weeks ago about what wages for sitters are crazy and trying to find them. And I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. How long can people afford this? What What happens when everybody's like, ah, I got to tap out here? Um, if everybody kind of does that at the same time, what happens? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And, and you know, I'm thinking about the, the kind of change. Nothing exists in a vacuum politically or economically. Everything causes something else or is caused by something else. And my mind goes to uh, the border, the wide open border. couple million people have already crossed the border this year illegally. Partly because both parties have an interest in it happening, filling all those unfilled jobs, propping up Social Security, the rest of it. Um, and and what is that going to lead to sociologically in uh, towns across America? Now, a lot of the immigrant folks are hardworking, good people. They'll make great Americans. I wish they'd follow the rules, but if there's no disincentives to not follow the rules sure. and plenty of incentives to just come across the border, you're going to get more of that. I'd do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm some poor El Salvadoran with a family to feed and I'm living in chaos and crime, I'm getting to El Norte as fast as my feet can fly. Um, but what sort of unforeseen difficulties is that going to cause? We've already seen part of it. Um, I'm no like nativist, nationalist nut job. Um, I'm a realist. And I've always said, you've heard this from me before, diversity isn't our greatest strength. Unity is our greatest strength. Now, diversity is great and cool in a lot of ways, and it's fun. But to say it's our greatest strength is just silly. And rampant, uncontrolled immigration will dilute unity. It has to. It's just the way societies work. And so, you know, long term, what's that going to bring us? I don't know. I don't know. We got more questions than answers, folks. That's why we're bad at talk radio. Talk radio is supposed to be you tune in and we tell you exactly what to think with certainty. So I apologize. We might have, have you s- considered being good at your jobs. No, we might have some certainty here. Why was the CDC so bad during the pandemic after having been planning for that their entire existence? And then it arrives and they suck. Well, it's a, kind of an interesting and frustrating answer to that question. Um, Dr. Scott Gottlieb talking about that in the Washington Post today. See if that rings true with anything, any organization in government that you've ever dealt with. Among a bunch of other things on the way, the USA Mullet Championship is going on right now. Whoa, why am I not there? <laughs> Among other things happening, stay here. 
this time yesterday that Dr. Walensky of the CDC was going to revamp the agency and admitted that they had failed on a whole bunch of different levels, which we'll hit you with some quotes on that uh, coming up. But um, she recognizes... Is there anybody who says, boy, I think they did a good job? <laughs> anybody? No. She, she said, this is our watershed moment and we must pivot. So... That's good, I guess, in general. Um, she acknowledged that they had uh, failed to respond effectively to the coronavirus pandemic and announced plans for extensive changes, including faster release of scientific findings and easier-to-understand guidance. I had wondered all along why this happened. was, uh, you know, one of my things. Well, right. You know, like at the very outset, I remember you railing about the whole, how did they get the tests so wrong right, right. thing? Yeah. Uh, she said yesterday, for 75 years, CDC and public health have been preparing for COVID-19. And in our big moment, our performance did not reliably meet expectations. I'd say that true. My goal you is... Know, oh, go ahead. Sorry. My goal is a new public health action-oriented culture at CDC that emphasizes accountability, collaboration, communication, and timelessness, timeliness... That'll make more sense in a few minutes. Yes, Joe. I was going to concede that, of course, talk is cheap, and she hasn't accomplished what she's saying yet. But the fact that a the head of a major government bureaucracy has said, we're no good at what we're supposed to be good at, and we need to change, that's practically heroic. Yeah. I mean, I my... my uh, reflexive reaction to anything like this is cynicism, but government agencies or politicians or um, um, people people in charge of various departments all the time tell us the sky is green when we can all see that it's not. They do it all the time. In spite of all the evidence in front of all our faces, they say the opposite of what is true. So her acknowledging what is happening and what we all know is, is nice. Yeah, although now it occurs to me, like, you remember in the wake of the horrific VA scandal? Right. Where the, the heads were, we have failed the taxpayers and our veterans, blah, blah, blah. It's after they screw up royally that they discover this. But uh, anyway, on with the story. Uh, from the Washington Post today, since the coronavirus pandemic began two and a half years ago, the once storied agency has been under intense fire for its response from initial delays developing a coronavirus test to the severe eligibility limits to get tested to missteps often attributed to the Trump administration meddling, even though under the Biden administration, which appointed Walensky, uh, their guidance and decision making on masking, isolation and quarantine Booster doses have been repeatedly faulted as slow, opaque, and confusing, which I'd say is true. So, I've been called the same. Uh, how, how did this ha- happen? They quote Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who used to run the FDA, and we probably aired more of his quotes over the last two years than any other doctor on this topic. He said, the CDC is a very academic organization. And I think Dr. Walensky recognized that when she says that they need to change the reward structure, so people aren't rewarded for publications, but for operational execution. Which is interesting. So, 
you you sit around and write papers, but you don't like actually execute policy. Um, one more uh, paragraph on that. It's been challenging all along to persuade officials to step away from regular duties to take a tour of duty leading the coronavirus or monkeypox responses. Leaving your position where you're publishing papers to go lead an outbreak response that's not rewarded right now is not very appealing. See, people are sitting around writing papers about diet or, you know, lead in the water or whatever (laughs) in their office. And then they're told, hey, you need to jump on this whole pandemic thing. People are dying. Does it pay more? No. I'm going to keep writing my paper on, you know, the advantage of eating more nuts. <laughs> well, and even if you're like a, a virologist writing academic papers that nobody will ever read, and you're cranking those out for a generous government salary, if somebody then says to you, hey, we've got the, the first horrific pandemic in 100 years, we need lots and lots of tests. You got some purely academic doofus saying, how the hell do you get tests manufactured? I don't know. Right. How does government procurement even work? What, what's the population of Nebraska? These people, they're utterly incapable because they've never been asked to do anything operational. And how many employees did you tell us earlier the CDC has? 13,000. God, that's a lot of people. And I would be shocked if you couldn't do away with half of them and not notice the difference. Yeah, well, uh, you show me any point in its history where its budget was cut, or at least in the last 30 years, or where it was forced to account for what it's doing and how it's doing it, or, you know, restructured to make sure it's doing well, or had 20% of its uh, people fired because they don't do any damn good. It's just, it is the nature, the the never-ending nature of bureaucracies, and why they're so terrible. Yeah. I would I would like to know better, and I suppose a book will be read written at some point. Um, I would like to know better how much time had they ever spent on. So, if a pandemic hit, who's going to develop the tests? What are the processes going to be? It's going to be you know it's going to hit us hard and fast, so we can't go through the normal process. What should the streamlined process be look like? You know, have they, have they had they prepared for all that stuff? Maybe they did, and they just executed it poorly. I don't know. Yeah, what's really, really interesting about the response to me, and we've mentioned it a couple of times with the assistance of our uh, our fabulous COVID correspondent, uh, Kevin, that the CDC, in cooperation with the World Health Organization and all in the, uh, I think the, uh, what's the other one? The uh, It doesn't matter. Um, the, the big health organizations had specific guidelines, a chart, based on transmissibility of diseases, uh, their fatality rates um, and, and all sorts of different factors. And they had a chart for what you would shut down and for how long and in what way. For instance, what measures would be taken and how much money, how much time, the number of man and woman hours that were spent on this project, I can't even imagine. And then when the pandemic hit, they ignored it completely. Right. God, how many people work in departments like the the CDC and write papers that no one, maybe not a single human being, ever reads? Yeah, yeah, and 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 to the extent that they prepare, they they don't execute what they prepared. Right. And we're paying for this through well, the nose. Well, recognizing there's a problem and at least claiming you're going to uh, fix it is is better than not. Uh, if you miss now the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. CVS didn't honor an expired coupon of mine, so I took it out on a service worker and held up the line. Okay, guys, let's group up for a photo right in the middle of this walkway. Everybody stand a considerable distance away from the camera so as to take up as much real estate as possible. Excuse me, do you have any cold, stinky, meaty sandwiches I can bring onto my crowded flight? Kids, when we get to the theme park, be sure to film every second of every ride on your phones. This museum sign says, do not touch so i will only touch it a little bit <laughs> i swear to god so are are all those people the same person i've wondered this forever is it a genetic thing because i feel like i don't feel like i've got friends that do any of those things that you just heard there but like i i, I don't i don't take phone calls and talk really really loud i hate the idea of somebody hearing my phone conversation oh yeah let alone talking really really loud about personal stuff 
You know, I almost said something in the restaurant last night when Judy and I went out because uh, some girls, uh, young women, and not like teenagers, but in their 20s, were sitting there, and one was, of course, texting furiously to her friends, and she had the clickety-clicks on. And I almost said, hey, hey, excuse me, I'm sorry. That's, that's, can you please silence that? But she stopped because the food came, thank goodness. But, yeah, that's sort of cluelessness. You know what one of my favorites is? Is you're at a museum or a zoo or something. The person who just hangs over the informational signs and doesn't notice all the people trying to read them. Yeah, the the one that we just heard there about touching stuff you're not supposed to touch. We were at a museum recently, um, my son and I, and just that, that, that crowd used to drive me crazy. Now I just kind of accept humanity for what it is. People are doing it when I'm not here, so there's no point in being get upset about it now. But do you just do you not care? Do you not read the the Monterey Aquarium, one of the greatest aquariums on planet Earth? Do oh, not yeah. tap the glass where the octopus is because it like injures it. Everybody up there tapping on the glass. Just what the hell? And and what makes me crazy is nobody there enforcing it. I mean, if you have a rule and it's for a good reason, you need to enforce it including you're not allowed to steal from a liquor store, for instance. And, uh, you know, yet another giant theft caught on video. We have it at armstrongandgetty.com. There's no repercussion for bad activity. What do you think you're going to get more of? If you said bad activity, you're right. What's that example I always use, the best one I've ever had? I'm I'm at the Vatican, and I'm in whatever that room is. It's a Sistine Chapel, where you've got the Michelangelo painting on the roof. And it's God reaching his finger out to touch Adam? Is that who that is? Might be, yes. It's one of the most famous paintings in the world. It's giant. Yeah, I guess Adam, yeah. It's crowded in there. It's shoulder to shoulder. And it's like so loud with conversation you can't like hear yourself think. And every couple of minutes an announcement would come on. Please stay silent. You are in a place of worship. Please do not talk in this room. And it would be, and everybody would stop for like two seconds. And then it would just... Ratchet back up to full din again, and then the announcement would come. You are in a house of worship. Please stay silent. I just thought, yeah, this is humanity. This is why you have wars. This is why you got to have cops. This is this is why all this stuff. Yep, yep. Humans can't stand them. <laughs> Humans, they're the worst, man. Yes, Michael. I was just thinking about Joe's story one time. He told he was, I think it was a war memorial, and he lectured oh, yeah. some kid. Or oh, something. yeah. I, I lit up a kid at Arlington National Cemetery for not being respectful right in front of his mom, and I don't regret it. That one you can get away with. That's completely justifiable. I think you had you had a chance last night, if you'd have said something to the girl with the clickety text, somebody else gets out their phone, and we got a, a Karen situation going on here, and you go viral. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, a dream come true. Uh, it may shock you to hear, I can be remarkably diplomatic when I choose to be, um, but I did think, all right, what if she reacts with the entitled, how dare you, uh, you know, thing? Where do I go from there? I'm texting with my mother whose dog is very sick, thank you. Well, text her without the clickety clicks on you, dumb. Oh, no! Now I'm viral! Now I'm viral! <laughs> Speaking of viral, this video was going viral yesterday, and I bring it up only because I don't understand it completely. It was titled as First Amendment Auditors ah, Pepper Spray a Guy, and, yes. it's, and it's it's pretty funny. But so uh, there's there's there, there, there's somebody with a camera, 
obviously. Everybody's got a camera in the modern world. And they're videotaping a guy who walks toward him, kind of gets in their face, they pepper spray him. And then the real humor is in this guy stumbling around in the street for like a good five minutes with pepper spray in his eyes, falling over the curb, falling over the hood of a car. Just, it's just And refusing help. and yeah. But anyway, the initial part of it, these people on the corner videotaping are called First Amendment Auditors. Do you have any idea what that is? You know, I didn't, but I was so confused by it because I watched the same video. I looked it up. It's it's this movement in the U.S. where the idea is you're like um, standing up for transparency and open government and all by recording what's happening in a public space. Like it, it reinforces the fact that you can record a policeman making an arrest or something like that. There's nothing illegal about that. Um, and, 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 you know, some places, some cops will tell you there is and take away your phone or try to make you stop or what have you. I, I think it, it, that's all I could figure out from what I read. So our executive producer Hansen did a little research. Now, what he came across, whether it's accurate or not, I don't know, is that their goal is to annoy people enough to bait them into some sort of altercation where the police come and then they can do the whole videotaping of the police thing. Wow. I don't know if that's true with all of them. I don't have any idea. Uh, if you're a First Amendment auditor and it's all on the up and up and you're just standing up for what Joe was just talking about, that's awesome. But it did seem like... So that guy that they were videotaping, he got mad about being videotaped, got in their face, and they pepper sprayed him. Well, right. Yeah, he was... Well, he attacked them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I understand why they pepper sprayed him. He was about to throw punches, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I wish I had more answers for you, know. but I'm, uh, if you the, know the any, concept's kind of new to me. If you know anything about this First Amendment auditor thing, or you are one, text us 415-295-KFTC. Maybe we can enlighten everyone. Now, if they were trying to bait the cops into overreacting, um, that would, well, it depends how they do it, I guess. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out yeah. if they are standing up for all that is good and off, awesome, or they're trolls. I don't know which. Yeah, yeah, or or a little both. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, speaking of uh, police and crime and punishment, a couple of stories that just deserve a quick uh, nod. Uh, first of all, there was a murder of a 15-year-old girl in the Bay Area in 1982. They just apprehended the dude who did it, allegedly, okay. through another one of those DNA database connecting family members things. Hmm. They narrowed the scope of suspects because the DNA analysis has come so far. They do things they couldn't do in 1982, and they figured out it was this guy who's living in Hawaii. And this uh, 75-year-old guy gets arrested for, for killing a, a teenage girl in 1982. So he was... Full on grown up when he murdered this girl. Then okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That was what exactly forty years ago. So yeah, he was thirty five years old. Oh god. Um, god yeah, it was, it's a terrible crime. Yeah, I'd be kind of interested in what his life has been like since then. I don't care. It, you, you don't. You, there's no statute of limitations on that sort of thing. But, but no, indeed. Uh, this may remind people of the whole Golden State Killer East Area Rapist uh, case that was so famous in California, but. Um, I like the idea of, as this sort of thing becomes better known, more and more people hear about it, I like the idea that a person who commits a crime like that knows they will never, ever be out of the woods. They will never, ever be sure they won't be apprehended. 
apprehended. I, I want that to hang over them. Right. I wonder how often he thought about it or what his life was like. I, that, that'd be fascinating. Yeah, I wonder. Ask, ask OJ. Human beings have a remarkable yeah. capacity for altering their own memories to make them less painful. Right. I'm just saying. Oh, jeez. And so, uh, and this other story I want to bring to you, and uh, let me see. You know, I cannot look at the New York Post as long as they're promoting that picture of the guy whose face was eaten away by monkeypox. That's the worst thing I've it ever seen. It makes me want to vomit. I wish I could get that. I need to do EMDR therapy to get that out of my mind. Yeah, jeez. Oh, my God. I almost saw it again. Hey, New York Post, I will not click on a single one of your stories until you get rid of that. This is the last time I will look at the New York Post, okay? This guy is a pedophile. It's the end of his trial. And the judge pronounces him, reads the verdict, pronounces him guilty. He says, wow, hmm. And he reaches over, grabs his water bottle, drains it. Starts acting a little weird, and a few minutes later, they take him away. A few minutes later, his, his lawyer says, hey, you know be a favor and check on him in the holding cell? They go back, he's dead. So I saw that story over the weekend, but I didn't see the follow-up. Have they done the toxicology report to figure out what he drank to kill himself? It's pending, Jack. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. And do you just get to bring in your own water bottle full of poison to the courtroom? Yes, he had been free uh, pending his sentencing, which is interesting. So, yeah, he wasn't coming out of jail into the courtroom. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you can bring a water bottle into the courtroom. Well, so and he if brought it's full in a, of rat poison or whatever. He yeah. brought in a bottle of poison and thought, man, if they uh, give me a too stiff a sentence, I'm going to kill myself right here. And he did. Yeah, yeah. So, and is that justice denied or is that like, uh, thanks, chump? Took care of that. Taxpayers don't have to support your useless, uh, sick, uh, you know, uh, body for the rest of your life. I don't know. My first, my first thought was, yeah, no, it's justice done. But I don't know. You know, we're not supposed to revel in the misery of people when they're being punished. Like that, that balances the scales somehow. It doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Well, well, I'm not reveling exactly. I'm just saying, is that better for society than if he actually was in a jail cell for a long time? I don't know. Rest of his days, too, because he was like, I think he was 57. He was pushing 60. How, how is he out, though? So if he is that bad a person, then he's going to get a sentence worth killing yourself over, and he was out m- moments before that? Yeesh. That is a little surprising. Yeah. Of course, as we've reported over and over again, there's this COVID paranoia, which has been mm. used and leveraged by the so-called criminal justice reform people, some of whom are sincere and are doing good stuff, and some of whom are lunatics, but it's been leveraged to let everybody out of jail. Crazy. We are going to finish strong next, because that's what we're known for. We're known for one thing. It's finishing. We're a fourth quarter team. I remember my eighth grade football coach saying, we're going to be a fourth quarter team. That's a team that plays harder in the fourth quarter than plays at the beginning of the game. So that's, to me, permission to slack for the first half. We, I don't think we were, by the way, a fourth quarter. Team. <laughs> I, don't that, I don't think that panned out the way he was open. I know I wasn't. Anyway, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't know why the National Mullet Championship is going on in Claire with Wisconsin. It seems like it should be in Mississippi or someplace. But anyway, the National Mullet Championship is going on. When they get their finalists, maybe we'll post some pictures. Hmm. Can't believe I'm missing it. I mean, it's the National Championship. I bet there's beer to drink, music to listen to, good fried food. Bet it's a good time. August Madness. The mullet championship. <laughs> so uh, back to school, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's getting ready, geared up, including my sister, the teacher. Chatted with her yesterday. Uh, Joe in Sacramento writes, wait a minute, did I write this? No, different Joe. Says, uh, the free school lunch is for everyone in California. You guys mentioned this on the show, didn't talk about it much, but for the last two years, California has been providing lunches to all students because of COVID. It's been a nightmare for everyone. And like most policies like this, it hurts students who need free school lunches the most. Oh, Here has been our experience at our high school. Interesting. I want to hear this. It is going to California now the first state in the country to go to free lunches for everybody, regardless of income, starting this year. 
and this is such a beautiful illustration of unforeseen consequences. One, the cafeteria staff is now responsible for feeding every single child on campus, which means that instead of actually cooking, they bring in absolute garbage and pass it off as food. This especially hurts kids who are poor because this might be the only meal they get during the day. Mm. He mentions Pop-Tarts and donuts and muffins, most high-sugar, high-carb foods, ton of fast food, uh, pre-packaged carb-centric food. Two, kids line up. Uh, to get it, knowing that it's free, and so much of lunch is spent waiting in line for food, meaning kids don't get time to socialize, play, rest, or whatever. I've heard complaints from from my kids uh, about how there's just not enough time to eat anymore. It just it gets you wait in line, everything takes so fast, and you don't have time to play. Blah blah blah. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because there are so many kids to pass out food to. Teachers, administrators, secretaries, and other staff members are working during lunch to pass out food. As a result, the campus isn't being watched or supervised. So, anyway, uh, number four, because it's free, kids were stuffing toilets with food, throwing it all over the campus, playing pranks on each other for TikTok videos. The lack of people available to supervise this compounds it. Wow, that's interesting. I volunteered to observe lunches a couple of times this year it's a new position now but that's why so i'm going to go a couple of times and you know stand around being adult saying hey don't throw that or hey don't do that and after lunch because students haven't eaten anything decent they're wiped out and struggle to concentrate it's another well-intentioned but completely failed idea from people who don't think through the long-term consequences of their ideas that's not what it is i don't think it's been a major headache and a source of contention all over campus Originally, the whole school lunch thing, you know, the free food was for for poor kids who weren't getting a decent meal. But I think it's being pushed more now by the um, one. There's tons of people making lots of money off of this. You know, so you guarantee the amount of food and they have to buy that much food and various people get zillions and gazillions of dollars. Plus, it's one more step toward the whole uh, parents shouldn't raise kids. Parents shouldn't teach kids. Parents shouldn't feed kids. The government should do all that. That's what's driving it. Final point, he writes, before this, we had a salad bar. We had a wide variety of decent food options for kids, especially poor kids, to take advantage of. We had the support staff to make lunch a pleasurable experience. Now it's practically chaos. They have donuts, donuts and chocolate milk in the morning, crap for lunch and cookies on the side. I was disappointed in that. Uh, Dang it, that's, that's terrible to hear. Check your clock, it's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow. Love that. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michael, our technical director, will lead us off. Michael? Yeah, just to show you how things have changed, I remember as a kid, we had the cafeteria hotline, and you would call it up, and it would tell you what on Monday we had pizza with chilled milk and green beans, and I would plan my lunches. Monday, I'll have this. Wednesday, I'll have that. And uh, it was a great experience, and of course I paid for it. Always a good day if they mention Sloppy Joe's. Yep. I used to do school lunch menus on the air in my first radio job for all the uh, schools in the area. Sure, I did that too. Central Illinois, yeah. Uh, Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, final thought? I remember in high school, they only gave us about 25 minutes for school lunch for our period. And it was always fun for me because my classroom was right by the lunchroom, seeing the people sprinting from the back of the high school all the way to the front and hurtling over ch- uh, like chairs like Olympians because they wanted that first slice of pizza. <laughs> Uh, Jack, a final thought. They didn't really have the super unhealthy food when I was a kid. And so doing the the single parent thing, I thought one more task I don't need to take on is like preparing a lunch. I'll buy the hot lunch. I found out what he was eating. There was all kinds of crap that I don't let him eat at home. Wow. Chips and donuts and and stuff like that. So now I, I, I send him with a lunch again. 
You know, uh, my final thought is my only quibble with Joe's fabulous uh, email, which we appreciate uh, very much, is a couple of times during the email, he he uh, impugns pizza as a food. Mm. And pizza is one of the better foods you can eat with, All right. with well, now we're dairy. Stri- and yeah. Now we got to strip to the waist and fight because I won't put up with that. Well, yeah, don't you badmouth pizza in my presence, sir. I'd rather see my sister in a whorehouse in something or other. I don't know what that is. What's that expression? Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Will not come out of my mouth and my virgin lips. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All those, oh, I'm sorry, the videos we referenced, the stories, they're there under hot links for the good. Come on now. Plus, get some swag. Listen to the podcast. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. I'm strong and getty. Yeah. I'm serious. Go away. I am here. Uh, That's ludicrous. Right. I'm so grotesque. Do you understand? I cannot understand the word you're saying. Hey, Emma, I do think it risks escalating tensions. Well, don't smoke crack. Oh, the so let's go out with a bang. If I want to know where cheap labor is happening, all I need to do is look inside my underwear. It'll tell me. <laughs> Bangladesh. Okay. Nice job, Haynes. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.